0: About Let's charity. talk about
1: money and how to give it away.
0: Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> I, okay, so obviously we're talking about charity today, but it's crazy that this isn't on people's minds.
1: Well, or is it on their minds?
0: Or they think, oh, I don't, I can't give.
1: Or they give to, or they do the opposite. They give to whatever pops up.
0: It's all over the place. Or yeah. whatever's trending.
1: Right. They're like, versus
0: thinking for themselves.
1: There are so many GoFundMes now for just like They're like, so-and-so's... I fall
0: victim to all of... (laughs) It's a beautiful foundation. Like, it's a beautiful company.
1: Like, so-and-so's dog needs a new paw. (laughs) (laughs) Should
0: have done that when my dog lost her eye. (sighs) That cost me literally my own arm and leg. (laughs) Get it. Paws. Oh, I get it. (laughs) You're so
1: stupid. um, (laughs) But I do think it is important to... Focus on charity, but we're going to talk about doing it in a proactive way,
0: yeah. and how to be consistent about it. And Whether you consistent. are a salon, an independent commission, anything.
1: What's the craziest okay charity that you've ever heard of?
0: Put me on the spot. I can't think of any crazy ones right now. Because all my proactive ones that we actually donate to are stuck in my head.
1: I think of. Uh, this isn't a charity. Maybe this—I don't even know I how will to.
0: tell you one I love.
1: Well, I can't use this person's name, but it was a friend of mine. I don't know if we're still friends or not. I just haven't talked to this person in so long. Um, a friend of mine wanted lip injections. And if anyone knows me, I have an obsession with lip injections. And this person wanted lip injections. <laughs> and so he posted on Facebook that he was like—he wrote it like it was a charity— that we could send and pay for. Oh, his like
0: that! I thought you meant like a legit. Check. No, oh, I mean, no, but it was but it was
1: stuff. on GoFundMe, and yeah. it was written as if like the reality is he didn't have the money to pay for the thing that he needed.
0: Yeah, and people and want to help. He
1: made more money than the goal.
0: Oh my god! On
1: his lip injections. That's
0: insane. Did he get cheeks fillers? Chin? I don't know what he what got, he but he
1: definitely got the lip injections. I
0: love that you should preference about you being obsessed with.
1: Like, oh, I, I have an obsession with yeah. like. Fillers. You'll and, be
0: like, you'll point them out. Like, you'll be like, oh, they got them. Like I yeah. love
1: <laughs> it. I have an obsession with it. I don't know what it is. We were just talking about. I follow it on Instagram. I follow, like, before the and
0: processes. afters. The processes. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about, what celebrity was it that just got a nose down? We were like, what? I feel
1: bad saying her name. We don't have
0: to. we just, any. It could Mad be
1: any.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could be any celebrity that got it.
1: But everyone, No shame in the game. But what makes you feel there's good, There's just people. a lot of—yeah. I'm not a fan of nose jobs unless—I mean, I'm not a fan of no jo- nose jobs in the sense that, like, it can be very bad. that scares me. Yeah. But, like, lip injections, for some reason, I like—it's like popping a zit. Like, some <laughs> people like that, and it's gross. To me, lip injections are the same I just same want to clarify, feeling. when
0: he says he's obsessed, is not that his whole face is filled with fillers. No, he's no. obsessed with the process.
1: I am obsessed with it. I've had them before.
0: Yeah, you got your lips done— Years ago, I feel like
1: I also had a reaction to it. Yeah, and the side of my face will,
0: and then it went away. <laughs> and then it
1: went away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have an obsession with it. So that was in my that was like one of the funniest GoFundmes slash, you know, charities. You know, give money to this person for free. Yeah, situation I've ever.
0: Seen. People abuse it, and that is upsetting.
1: And it takes away from the people that actually.
0: There's so many people that need it. Need it. So how do we put charity in business? <sighs> Let's get into it. I just want to say, too, there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think giving is giving, but how can you be more consistent about it and not being reactive? And I think, you know, there's some spiritual concepts around giving, which is really important. I think we should share some of the the energy behind sharing and how it takes away the ego that comes from the money we make. But anything is giving, but how can you be more consistent with it so it's more powerful, right? Yeah. Do you I, want to talk about the spiritual concept of it a little bit?
1: Sure. Like I was not ego. prepared for that. I know. Um, like, are we going deep,
0: deep? Not too deep. Okay. Stay up here. Oh, okay. Above the, we're in our floaties on the top of the water. Okay, yeah. Okay, not it. diving in. We're
1: having yet. a corona on the poolside. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> well, just talk about the ego that money – money creates ego. Let's be real.
1: Yeah, ego. so money comes – money can do positive things and negative things. So when we receive money, there's a mixture of – Positive negative energy into it when we give to charity from our income energetically, it removes the negative part of the money, and that negative part goes away. It's kind of and when you give it, transforms its negativity into positivity. Yeah. So there's kind of some alchemy going on in that sharing process. So people, because I've had someone say, Well, if you're giving away the negative money, why would you want to give the negative money to somebody? But it's not it negative actually,
0: to them, one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's negativity
1: is another man's positivity. Yeah,
0: and it's the concept, I think it goes to beyond ego, but also certainty of, I've made this money, and, you know, some some of the concepts that we teach is like you're the manager of the money that you get. And so it's technically not all yours, but it's yours and it's coming through and it's flowing through your life for you to use it to be very successful or to do, like, what are you going to do with it, right? How are you managing your money? And so by removing a certain percentage of it, which we'll talk about how much and what's beneficial and how to work your way up to that, by removing that negative percentage, you actually are saying, even though it's painful and it hurts and you're giving it away, and, and now when we give it to charities, like, my gut drops whenever I do it and then the idea is that I have certainty that I know that money's going to come back tenfold, and it always does. Like, money will just show up in my life in areas, but I always—that's the one thing. Because I'm so certain that money will be—I'm attracting more money in my life, I don't hesitate to go through that painful process of giving that negative money away.
1: I think also, too, like, people— they want to make more money, make more money, make more money. and then so they, they hoard it. And then they, keep it. They do. They don't spend it. And then there's no more room in, the, in that vessel to create, to bring in more. And they're like, why can't I make more? It's like, because you're full. Like, you got to empty some of that out. Yeah. And so charity is a productive, proactive way of doing that. What I think is interesting to note, too, is that when we don't give to charity, the universe just takes it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your car breaks down, tire goes flat, spill your coffee. Like, the universe is set up and structured in a way that you are going to give. Yeah. Either you're going to give and it's reactive, like you didn't have a choice, um, or you're going to proactively give so you don't have to experience the loss in other ways. Mm-hmm. Is that too deep? Or are we still sitting over the poolside?
0: I know you and I have been—no, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Screw it. Let's dive in. So, <laughs> I, David and I have been um, spiritual students for a long time, and so we share a lot of those concepts with our students to kind of just give a different reality— to a physical thing. And
1: so we, I think everything we teach is a spiritual concept. We just disguise it as yeah.
0: normal. And we always teach something spiritual with a physical backing. And so it's, it's really important to understand that. And you and I have been doing this method of charity and giving within our business and our interpersonal personal incomes for 10 plus years now. Yep. And I will say when I stopped Like There's times where my ego gets in my head and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that much or I'm not going to, not this month, you know what, next month. And without fucking fail, something (laughs) happens. I get charged extra at the airport, like, I don't drive anymore, so, but like, something would happen, like, I would have like, oh, root canal at Christmas, okay, like, where I, I held that money to spend more on Christmas presents. You know, things like that, it's just like, without fail, something would happen, but Also, without fail, every time that I do give my percentage away every month from my income, I make sure to—or I always receive something back. Like, randomly in pandemic, apparently I paid too much money in 2019 and (laughs) got random money back from the government. You know, just things like that that that—it's just like, I know because I put that out there and I did those things that that was the result.
1: Yeah, I I tell people— money and energy, money is such a cool thing because it mimics energy. There's only so much energy in the world. There's only so much money in the world. What happens when we make too mu- when we print too much money, we we have, there's too much energy to go around. What happens then, people take it away. Yeah. Like when the, when we had the housing crash, people were taking out mortgages and mortgages and mortgages and loans and things. And then they couldn't pay it back. And so what happens, the universe collapsed, right? Like the whole economy just tanked. Because if you don't give back what you've borrowed, it affects everyone and everything, and it brings destruction. There's always
0: cause and effect in everything you do beyond money.
1: So we are taking, when we talk about charity, it's allowing you to go, it's allowing you to give back. Almost like if you imagine your whole life financially is on loan from the universe, you need, and then, you know, every month you have to make a payment on that loan. Yeah. to like stay in good standing. And if you don't make your payment, they're going to come and take the money anyway. Yeah. So your choice is to either do it proactively or to suffer the, the pain that goes along with doing it reactively. Yeah.
0: It's like there's pain by like how I was describing every time like I, I do my percentage every month, like that's painful.
1: Like you're choosing it, it's, it's proactive.
0: Exactly. But it's still painful. I'm not saying that the pain will never go away of it hurts to hurt your ego. Well, right?
1: here's the other thing too. You keep we keep talking about pain. I yeah. think we're jumping ahead. If it's not painful, it's probably not charity.
0: Exactly. If it's, it's not painful, hurt.
1: it's probably not giving. It
0: should hurt a little bit, and then, but then suffering, which I my students know, I, I like ground it in their head of the difference between pain and suffering. Suffering would be not doing it, and then going through that whole process
1: and having to do it anyway, and
0: having to do it anyway, and having it forced. So it's like you know.
1: But yeah. I I think people assume—I I, I meet a lot of people like, oh, I'm such a giver. I love giving, 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 giving. You really find out that yeah. that person is getting high off of giving. Yeah. So they don't like giving. They like the feeling giving energy. gives them, <laughs> which is in fact taking. Yeah. And so giving is really—there's a level of like it hurts. It doesn't feel comfortable. I don't tell people about it. It goes—real giving— has a painful quality to it.
0: Our teacher taught us a long time ago. Um, I remember she was telling us an example of someone that gave to a homeless um, a homeless man, and then came and bragged about it. <laughs> and she was telling us the story. I don't know if you were in this class, but she was telling us the story. And and the idea was that it just canceled out the good deed, and so the true sharing would be would be sharing without getting the notoriety about it, like right. not getting the.
1: Without getting the the plaque. Yeah. The trophy.
0: To know that you did it and no one else needs to know. You and that person know, but no one else needs to know. So let's talk about how to—I keep saying this and we go off on the Yes, I know. There's Charity and business, what should they do? How should they do it?
1: Okay. One of the biggest mistakes that salons make when giving to charity is that they do whatever is happening that month. They're like, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We're going to give to Susan B. Coleman? Anthony. Anthony? No, Susan B. <laughs> we're going to give to Susan. And Susan, <laughs> um you know, that's wonderful that you want to do that, but unless you're consistently giving, just that one month isn't very helpful. It, you know, all of a sudden it's gay pride month and now everyone's giving to gay charities and then it's black history month and we're just going to give to black-owned businesses and every we just like we pick a month and we just kind of give to that area. And I it's tell It's very reactive. It's very reactive. It's and it's not um it's not good for those Charities, which are also businesses, Um,
0: to have an increase in low. Yeah,
1: imagine if a client came to you only in February. Yeah. Every February, that's when all your clients come to you because your month is February. And then they don't see the rest of the year. Also, you're not going to make any money. I'm going to
0: put this into an analogy that we as hairdressers can understand. It's like when we say, we're always busy in the holidays. Yeah. You know? That's what that is. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could be as busy as we are in the holidays? all year round. How much more proactive would that be? Less stress, more consistency. So the idea is to give like that as well.
1: Exactly. So choosing a charity, whether it's globally or locally, we always recommend locally, um, that you can consistently—it matches up with your beliefs. It matches up with your—it it makes you feel authentic giving to them. It matches up with your your mission. Um, and we're talking to those who own the business. So because if you—I had one person was like, should I ask my team what they want Sorry team, not that you shouldn't give your opinion, but you're not the business owner.
0: You should the business the team owner <laughs> donate consistently to on their, their own, charity on their own. Yeah.
1: But business owners teach them that. With business owners, you're you're talking about your income all that. If you're a salon, if you're just a stylist, we're talking about your income. If you're a suite owner, we're talking about your income. So it's whoever's listening, we're talking about your income. Mm-hmm. And you want to pick a charity that really sticks with you and you want to stick with one percent you want to give them one percent of your revenue whether it's weekly monthly or yearly you just want to pick like we do yearly for some of ours we're like at the end of the year we what's one percent of that we send a check to that charity that
0: here you go it hurts more it
1: hurts more uh some people need to do monthly because they just they don't think about yearly some people need to do weekly because they forget um it doesn't matter what time frame you do it, as long as it's one percent. The starting starting point starting is one percent,
0: and we want to work our way up to ten percent. Yes. So that that are we where going it, into that? I think we did when we talked about removing the negativity and ego. Okay. But I, I, they're like, what? What? Did well, I, I think say?
1: because I think if you're <laughs> religious up for
0: coaching, and we'll if, tell
1: you. if you grew up in a religious family like me, mm-hmm. you know what giving ten percent of your earnings away is. Yeah. And I think that can be kind of triggering for some people like, I'm going to do that.
0: So even if it's 1%, yeah. up to 10%, 5%, whatever you can give. And you want to do it after taxes. After taxes. After taxes. So, don't But not
1: after expenses.
0: Not after expenses. After taxes. Yep. Give taxes first, and then what's left over, then you'll do the 1% to 10% off of that amount. And then what's left over is what you use for your expenses. And even then- if you
1: did one and you stayed there and your business grows, so does that number for the charity which yeah. is the this is you what can we do change percentage.
0: charities annually but I would suggest staying with one annually exactly mm-hmm. we actually the the charity that we donate to is really powerful for us it's the Center for Black Equity and it helps the LGBT 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 we can mess
1: it up because we're part of it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, black youth and it donates to them especially being um, you know 50% gay
1: company. Well, you
0: 100% actually 100% gay company. You and I are both gay. <laughs> our company is 100% but gay. <laughs> with our coaches it brings it down to 50%. But it was really important for us to donate to our community, but we also we also want to help the black community and we found this charity it was just everything we were looking for and and so now we give percentage their, of our annual income. And their mission is really them. just
1: creating equity for LGBTQ plus black youth which is a very different thing than just LGBTQ plus youth which yeah. tends to favor the white community. Yeah. So we were really happy to give to them. We should probably like reach out to them and like
0: Well we have we a have we have when we first started but we haven't like yeah. um, we didn't make it like a we're not best friends yet.
1: We're not best friends yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be. Um, but yeah, starting with 1% is a good way to go if you want to up it. If you're like some of my students, you're going to be like, I'm going to give 25%. No. You don't need... I think what we're saying don't is... Don't hurt yourself. Start Consistency is key. So whatever number you can do consistently right now, even if it's 1%, is way better than all these bursts of random giving.
0: The point is to not stop. I teach this when I teach my... When I, we have big money talks with our students, and I we talk a lot about, obviously, this... Concept of sharing and and charity. We also talk a lot about how to properly save. And I tell them that it has to be enough um, to make progress, but not enough for you to notice it, like when saving. So you can do big amounts to add on top every month. Um, Like, let's say you have an extra thousand dollars, you're like, oh, I'm going to put $300 more in my account. But like, you might want to start off with like $50 a week. It's enough to make a difference in a month, but it's not enough. That you like notice it coming out when you start. Or you can it, grab it. Yeah, the whole point is to not have to. Oh, I saved too much. I'm right. I'm not doing well this month. I have to grab for it. Yes, that's what savings is for. But if we can do smaller amounts and then add to it later, it's more proactive.
1: Same with charity. Mm-hmm. Same with charity. Start small, and, like and if said, at the end of
0: the year you want to do a bigger donation, go for it. But
1: and also remember, charities are write offs. Right. There is a cap, but they are write-offs. But that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it so that to remove... It's not
0: that much of a benefit. <laughs> it's
1: not that much of a benefit to be honest. But we are doing it to remove negativity from our money. And if you think about how much money affects our lives, that's a lot of negativity to focus on removing.
0: Well, just think about the reactivity. I know some. You know, talking to students or just hairdressers in the community, they'll take anything that, that comes their way, even if they don't want to do it because they don't want to lose the money. They will um, you know...
1: We did that when we moved to New York. Yeah. You we know. did some weird shit oh to make a buck.
0: Yeah. And it's reactive, right? Or they'll stay late or they'll come in on their day off to help that person that's like, mm, can't you just do a Sunday night? You know? I know you got to put your kid to bed, but. <laughs> <laughs> but my hair. And then we do it. And then it's like, was that worth the hundred bucks, right? Like, would have would the, you know, we really just like, we technically get a hundred years in life, right? And is. How many hours in a day? How many, you know, days in a week? Like, is that $100 worth I'd rather sometimes? give
1: that client $100 to go away. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that $100 worth sometimes what we're sacrificing that we can't get back? Right. Because we can get another $100 client. But we also might not be able to get that time back with our family or I mean, our friends. you won't friends. get it back. You won't get it back. Not might. I mean, time travel could still be a thing. Who knows? Soon, hopefully. more. <laughs>
1: And then we can t- travel back in time and quarantine earlier.
0: Uh, <laughs> Make more money earlier so we can give more and it'll be a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, there are deeper things like what tithing is and what 10% is and what that looks like. And we have deep, We teach that in our coaching, um, not in a religious way, but in a spiritual, practical way to take your money, utilize it, not just for yourself, but for the world, for your community, and to kind of, you know, balance Energy, energy. If when there's a problem in a business or in a relationship or in anything, it's just because the energy is out of whack. It's yeah. it's mis- it's not balanced. Money is always out of whack. Either we're making a lot of it or we're making none of it. And to balance it, giving is actually the the antidote for to balance all
0: that out. And to take it to a physical level when we think about the economy, small businesses are a big portion of it, right? And so if we're not doing things to benefit each other like I was talking about a couple episodes ago about giving to local businesses and Mm -hmm. how you can make relationships. If we're not doing that and helping each other all thrive and grow versus being like, take, 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 we're not going to grow as a community and as an economy. And it's really important. We've talked about this. If you've been a longtime listener, you know we suggest sharing clients with other businesses. Like, don't try to hoard all the clients and, and create competition. Like, share the clients that don't benefit you to another place. Share. Employee, just because it was a bad employee for you doesn't mean this employee should never be able to work again and get another chance. They might thrive somewhere else. So we really have to get on this concept of sharing and yep. sharing with each other, sharing to elevate the, the economy and the community. It's just we I, have to stop being ego. I
1: remember my selfish. teacher one time told me, we'll know that the world is changing when a when a pair of shoes costs $100 and you feel that you should pay 120 for them. Hmm. Right now, we we come from a place of, they're $100, are they on sale? Yeah. Well, they have a scratch in them. We want we wanna
0: take, discounts. We want we to take, take, take energy. Versus being like, I see the value in this. Yeah. I want to give more.
1: They're $100, but I actually, to me, they're worth 120 because I love them so much. So I'm going to give you more.
0: It That made me think of when I've had multiple students over the years of coaching that every time they raise, they have one client or a few clients that says— Every time they raise their prices. Yeah, every time they raise their prices, sorry. A client will come to them and say, it's about time. Yeah. I knew, you know, you deserve it. Or the one
1: that tips you, like, 100% each time. And it's like, that that person is in that consciousness. Of that change
0: that's coming, yeah.
1: I want, like, to—yeah, you're charging this, but to me, you're worth this. Yeah. And— We should probably start listening to those people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and really putting our money where stop trying to take, 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 and really give value. Like David and I stress that yes, there's a benefit of trading and things like that, but we should pay each other. Like all of our friends here, we don't trade. Yeah, you cut my hair, you pay my price. I I do your job. Even if it's a
1: haircut, yeah, you cut my hair, I pay your price. I cut your hair, I pay your price. Yeah. Then it's not this that creates balance in the relationship. It creates balance in the money. I have so many students that are like, oh, I'm doing a trade for marketing. I'm doing a trade for Instagram. I'm doing a trade for uh, massage. I'm doing a trade for it, it's like, it's never a trade. Yeah. It's never a fair trade. And there's always resentment in the end because the energy isn't balanced. Yeah. Your hair, never your wanna, haircut might be worth more, or their photo photography sessions might be worth more. And it's just never gonna balance out. Pay money is a form of transferring energy. It's a very powerful process. I
0: mean, since we're in the deep end, even not, <laughs> not even, taking— We're not th- even
1: close to the deep end. I know.
0: <laughs> taking things for free and giving things for free is not good. And it's not because the person receiving the thing— Actually, it hurts more to the person receiving the thing for free. Because if I receive something for free, I did nothing to earn that. And so you're taking away that energy process of the earning process of working for something and and well, think of it. I always think of it like a bank.
1: When I— Go, getting something for free is like getting a loan from a bank. What happens when you pay that loan back? It costs more. You yeah. end up having to pay back more than what you initially borrowed. Yeah. It. I Again, our teacher was like, you know, at least a thief will actually get something for taking something from someone else. Whereas, like, when we're trying to steal energy or something like that, we not only lose, we don't even get the thing, we now owe energy back. So it was just... It's almost better just to write out steal if you're going to take something. Yeah. <laughs> but energetic- <laughs> no it. energetically with money, really, I think, when people, think take, when people talk about taking control of their finances, their first thought is to save. But I think the real trick is when you, want, when you take control of your finances is when you figure out how you're going to give it away.
0: Give it, pay your bills,
1: then save. Exactly.
0: This was great.
1: This was very. I'm Max, surprised we went here.
0: <laughs> we needed a, a good one like that, especially because I think we spent most of the like pandemic was, bringing guests on because that was really the only way to keep the podcast going, and we wanted to really get in touch with our community. But I think it was I feel really like it was a quick
1: here. one, but I feel like it was a deep one. Yeah, Max, what'd you learn? What'd you get? Giving is important. Giving is important. <laughs> Do you, um, no, are you gonna but,
0: start giving? <laughs> yeah, well, um, not that he does. Not that already. he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's giving differently. Like there's like this hurdle that it always feels like you don't have enough or like it's out of your grasp. There are like those apps or those like built-in things with your bank that will like round off. Yep, change oh, know, yeah. to if you buy something it's like nine dollars and seventy three cents. Like it rounds off the change. You can move it into like a different account it builds up over time and like that's a really easy yeah. way to give to a charity Exactly. Or, like, yeah keep something consistent
1: exactly now no i think give it, Beautiful. my brother actually created an app called give g y v e and he sold it um, and basically it does round up but for charities only
0: yeah that's, that's cool. really
1: cool yeah it's really cool but Anyways, that was deep. Hopefully that was great. hopefully everyone got some tidbits and we get some feedback on that. If you have more questions about giving, maybe I'll do a class on giving.
0: We've been talking about doing a money class. It's just so A deep. money class. And so there's
1: so much there's information. There's so much
0: and so we kind of hold back because it it needs to be more of like a 10 week
1: Course. Breakdown
0: course yeah. versus it's know.
1: also you have to be sensitive. People, everyone has trauma around money. Absolutely, either they grew up without money, they had too much money, they didn't have to work for anything, or they had to work for everything. Like, there's so many different reactions around money, so it's a sensitive subject. But I hope that I hope that if you apply, if you can just apply any of these tools, at least one percent to charity, um, and also like Sid said, consistency. Keep it consistent. Pick something that you can stick with for at least a year. Um, and do something that matters to you, you know? I think it's really important too, so. Aww,
0: I love it. Aww. Aww.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next Bye. time. Bye.